Hi team, it's Jeezy. Welcome to Token Not Needed, your unedited, uncensored, unnecessary crypto conversation. Let's talk about the latest and greatest from the week of October 17th. Let's begin. So, as everything crabs, thanks to stimulus talks stagnating, and Bitcoin follows stocks now because of the institutional money meme, you know, big banks and their big investment in the big boy. We are debuting a new weekly roundup of the latest and greatest news from the week, in case you missed it. So let's start with Filecoin. They recently, finally completed their ICO with the ICO price being $5 per coin. Now, you might say, that's a heck of a deal considering Filecoin at the moment is like 40 bucks. But, I remember Filecoin from Gate back in 2018. This was back when Gate was having sort of a mini season. They have or had an experimental section with stuff like Tefood. So this was back when all of the um, uh, the food tokens, uh, the food projects were like pumping and stuff like commodities like Smartlands. So I first stumbled upon Filecoin on Gate in 2018. And I'm like, you know what? It's interesting, but there's nothing special about it. It's just a generic interplanetary file system coin. There's literally nothing special about it. This is a feature that generic masternodes use to put it into context. So I never understood the hype. And according to CoinGecko, the lowest price for the IOU was 150. And according to Polanu, if you held the IOU for longer than six months, you are entitled to Filecoin. So when you think about it, not only is there nothing special about it, the ICO investors bought in at a premium. And just riffing on the ICO topic, it sort of puts into perspective the risk in investing into ICO still. Now I know we've gone through a whole season of OTC sales and pre-sales, but those are random DeFi projects. That was a part of DeFi season. To me, it wasn't a revitalization of ICOs. It was more thematic with DeFi. I still think ICOs are dead, especially after the recent news where feds went after McAfee for not disclosing ICOs in which he was an advisor and shield. I think this is in regards to Ghost and how he handled the end of it. But as of today, he said he's he's back on the Ghost train. He's gonna he's gonna do something with Ghost. <laughs> I don't know if this was a part of some sort of bargain with his lawyers because the dude's in prison right now. This is a, this is a bold chill. Uh, but yeah, I still think Icos are dead. 
And the only reason we ever saw a resurgence in Icos and pre-sales is because of DeFi and how big that season was. Now, before I address the was in regards to DeFi season, I just want to talk about how apparently MXC has cut off U.S. customers. So it's another bold move considering this is the same MXC who turned off Sora withdrawals when Sora was mooning beyond the moon like Sora started off at 18 cents and it the last like the highest I saw Sora was like 120 right so Sora's done numbers and MXC had the goal to turn off withdrawals while it was mooning because according to Sora this is this is all coming from Sora. Um, but Sora refused to partner with MXC like how all these like all these other Polkadot projects did. And because of that, MXC being so spiteful, they turn off withdrawals so that people actually had to sell in their thin ass book and rebuy on Uniswap. This is the same exchange that just cut off US customers because what? Because they're too shady coming from a shady exchange. Now let's talk about the past tense I used with regards to DeFi season. Now some of you may be like, what are you talking about? It's still happening. You know, some people are in denial, the denial part of coping. But I think the vast majority of people have finally figured out that high APY, high yield farming projects, they're all bullshit. They're all scams they like whether or not they realize what they're doing they are luring in people who only got in during the COVID market because of stimulus and they see these high percentage gains to be had with some of this stuff and they're like wow I can stake let's say a grand and then at the end of end of what it's like Three months, six months, a year. Like at the end of their hold, wow, I can get back 10 grand. <laughs> not realizing that one, they're staking their stuff. So not only is it worse than master nodes, because at least with master nodes, if the project is exiting, you can dump your stuff and sell it. These people are locking in their money <laughs> for an extended amount of time, not knowing if, one, if we're actually going to go into the next paradigm. Two, not realizing that these projects might not be around next year. So, I think the vast majority of people, from what I've been seeing and the people that I've been talking to, I think everyone's sick and tired of this farming shit. And I won't be the one to say I told you so, but I told you so. So, Coinbase Custody announced that they will be supporting a whole new batch of crypto. I was gonna say tokens, but you know, not all crypto is token. Tokens are issued, coins are mineable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer that until everyone uses the proper terminology, just to be pedantic. But in this list, what made me say, holy shit, what year is this? Is they're adding support for 
request network in 2020. The same request network that died because they failed to become the PayPal of crypto. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm not too surprised with stuff like Nexus Mutual because Ether is heading to its next paradigm regardless where Bitcoin goes, in my honest opinion. I think Ether is approaching a bull market because of the potential for ETH 2.0 to launch this year, which is why DeFi season happened to begin with and why through extension DOT season happened. But, you know, stuff like Nexus Mutual, I'm not surprised given what Nexus Mutual does, which it's an insurance for smart contracts. Um, I know I traded that. I thought that was cool. I didn't get out at the apex. I, I sold I sold too early because you had to buy through the website. It was a, sort of a pain. I didn't really see the full potential. And honestly, I only saw the full potential after NFT season happened. Because then I was like, okay, so insurance projects have legs now. Because if I knew how to code, what I would do is I would create an NFT insurance platform. I think that would be huge. And you know, if you create it, you want to give me like like a heads up so I can chill it on here. <laughs> you know, just give you a shout out. You know, maybe, you know, sponsor an episode. Send me some coins or something. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, I think he's heading for a bull run, regardless of what Bitcoin does. Because, you know, since big banks have become so heavily invested into Bitcoin, it's altering the timeline for Bitcoin. I'm not saying this. Like, I know I say fuck Bitcoin a lot. That's not out of spite. It's because I realized at some point that... Blockstream has taken so much money from big banks that you can't trust Bitcoin in general anymore. And to put your faith in it entirely is sort of ridiculous. Now, there's a security in knowing that big banks love it so much as a hedge against fiat that they invested so much money into it. So hypothetically, it's safe. But XRP is also safe and XRP does not pump. But going back to the list from Coinbase Custody, like Request Network in 2020, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm like I see stuff like like you have a bunch of Tron stuff like Just and Tron itself, and Wink in 2020, like Graph. Graph I get because Graph is is something that I thought was cool, and if I'm correct. Graph is a Coinbase venture project like Amplefort. But personally, my big interest is in scale. Because one, I think all of us got into the pre-sale. I made sure that, you know, everyone had their bases covered. It's interesting to me, and the reason why I invested into the pre-sale is because if ETH 2.0 does not launch this year, scale is like the second best thing. And I expect scale to do serious numbers. When does the staking end for that? I think it ends in December. So it's like perfect timing. So we will see what happens no matter what. 
Let's see, what else is interesting? New Cypher, I thought that was cool. I just, you know, I have my privacy coins. Um, I have stuff that I think has a low enough MCAP and great enough potential and they showed enough progress where I expect it to be the big privacy coin picks as, you know, as censorship increases through stuff like the Earn It Act. But yeah, new ciphers cool. They're, <laughs> they're showing support for Neo in 2020. You know, there's a part of me that's like observing like this Neo trend happening. I, I don't know what to make of it, but I honestly thought the next big platform trend was going to be Cosmos. And that's not because I love Spaceship, but because they rolled out their grants. And I was like, any project that's rolling out grants has the potential to become the next dot season. But there's something going on with Neo. I'm seeing it like trickle down from somewhere. Like someone knows something. And they're posting stuff on Biz and like on Twitter and sort of leaking stuff. But I could be wrong. I, I, I've been wrong. I'm not infallible. You have stuff like Centrifuge, which I think is cool. That's a dot thing. Reserve rights. Speaking of... <laughs> speaking of uh, a decentralized crypto uh, UBI, I know Dracula people were like, this DRC thing stole our ticker. But dude, that freaking digital rights currency from that dude from... Um, uh, the dude who got a license or something from the SEC, like that DRC thing has like legs, but it's generic as fuck. It's probably like the most generic shit I've ever seen this this year. But that was like a super quick ten times, so so I can't really bitch about that. Um, and in my opinion, digital rights currency is the DRC for crypto. Also because Dracula is a farming project, and I think farming projects are shit. That's it, though. I mean, what's this barn bridge thing? Bond? Wait, Bonbon? Wait, barn... Is barn bridge Bonbon? Like, Bond as in Pizza Bond? Because if that's so, that dude... <laughs> that dude played things perfectly, but I don't think it is. It's probably just the same thing like with DRC. You know, just the same ticker. You got... M stable, yeah, blah blah blah. Ontology, 2020. No, thank you. Nervous, nervous, whatever the fuck that's called. And Ampleforth, of course, because it's a Coinbase Ventures project. Anchor, Anchor became huge. I didn't expect Anchor to become such a big player in the market. But projects tout Anchor partnerships now. That's how big they become. But yeah, this is an interesting list. There's nothing that I really want to chase in this market right now, considering there's no second stimulus. And if that doesn't pass by the election, um, I expect the entire market to, to like just drop. Maybe not down to three again, but definitely not above 10. <laughs> we gotta wait and see, huh? Today's sponsor is Ixian.io a fully scalable, decentralized platform that enables encrypted data streaming and high-volume microtransactions, Ixian's DLT combined with S2 Secure Streaming Network provides an intuitive and seamless experience while maintaining the highest level of privacy and security. 
This allows Ixian users to communicate and send other data between them easily and securely. That's Ixian.io. Thanks, and let's continue. As alts bleed and Bitcoin crabs, I have started to see people give credit to this stagnation to OKEX because OKEX, though headquartered in Malta and founded in Hong Kong, has turned off withdrawals for all customers as its founder and private key holder, Zhu Ming Jing, has been taken away by authorities. There is no timeline or criteria for withdrawals. This actually ties into MXC because I only found out that MXC turned off trading for US customers today because you know I was going to buy more BSV I'm I'm I don't want to get into that tangent I know it's going to piss off <laughs> probably a giant segment cuz you you have people who still uh follow the uh fake Toshi drama or the fake Toshi uh jokes when in fact it's not important if you Satoshi. I'm one who thinks Bitcoin was funded by a team. And this ties into this talking point because as Nick Zabo said after the Cryptopia drama, when Cryptopia died, not your keys, not your crypto. He's a hundred percent right. Nick Zabo I always thought was Satoshi, to be honest. He's just a genius. And though we disagree on political stuff, uh, it was great having him as a mutual follow and to be able to DM him for a little bit of time. He's a real cool dude. I wish him the best. I have nothing against him. I think he's, I still think he's a part of the Satoshi team. But as he said, not your keys, not your crypto. With this, with OKEX's drama and MXE turning off stuff to US customers and Binance, like Binance got out when the SEC started to get aggressive with everyone. You have a Bilaxy. Coin Tiger, Bitmax. These are all Chinese exchanges. We could very well see every single centralized Chinese exchange turn off trading for US customers. I'm not opposed to this because I think Uniswap has proven with how much volume they've driven throughout the market that DEXs need to take over, that centralized exchanges need to die. While Uniswap has done some things that I don't necessarily agree with, like buying into the decentralization meme, which in crypto it doesn't matter because all crypto at some point leads back to centralization, whether a centralized platform or a centralized internet, decentralization in crypto is a meme. And the dude who founded Uniswap he believes in pure decentralization, not stepping in. So the sniper bots and the vampire bots, like all these issues, this is stuff I hope is fixed in the next deck season. Like one inch, one inch has a token. They're launching a token at some point this year. The last I like the last I heard, I think the continuation of the deck season will be with one inch's token and whenever they launch it. But yeah, Centralized, <laughs> centralized exchanges, words, they need to die. Like, we, we don't need them. Uniswap has proven, even Fork Delta has proven, IDEX has proven that we do not need centralized exchanges. 
you should own your keys. You should not rely on these exchanges to hold your stuff. Now, it's a little bit more work. And yeah, you got to like clean up your PC if you're going to host your, you know, your wallets. Because I know some of the sites you guys browse and you're going to get your shit stolen. <laughs> Uniswap has proven that DEXs are here to stay. That at some point in the future, DEX season won't be a season. It'll be a reality and it will be ongoing forever. And that's something I hope happens soon. Because I'm not liking what I'm seeing with all these centralized exchanges. These Chinese ones, like cutting off U.S. customers. I think there's the possibility that that trends. And that leads us into my next segment. Trendsetter. Here is Trendsetter and here are some trends. The biggest trend right now is Bitcoin following stocks and stocks following stimulus news. Now some of you fight me on this and say, DeFi is not dead. DeFi is still happening. Yeah, people are still chasing shit, trying to make up for your losses or just wishful thinking or just people who are delusional, not understanding what they're getting into and or what it entails. But make no mistake about it. If there's no second stimulus, if Pelosi and McConnell can agree to stuff and get their shit together, there is no new paradigm run this year. It is October. The election is in November. God forbid this runs through Christmas. If there's no second stimulus by the end of this year, I don't think Bitcoin sustains 10K. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to go back to 3K, but you got to prepare for a whole year of crabbing because while there might not be a golden bull run this year, I think it's 100% going to happen at the end of 2021, if not this year. Another trend I'm starting to see unfold is crypto celebrities launching their own projects. Started with Blue Kirby launching his NFT, whatever the fuck that was, on Rarible. And then he got doxxed and that got ugly. Now you have Crypto Cobain launching Lido. What's interesting about this is the feds have intervened with ICOs. I don't know if you guys kept up with the Kin drama, but Kin got crushed <laughs> by the SEC. And the feds went after Arthur. They went after McAfee. Like, Arthur and McAfee are probably some of the biggest players in the entire market. They eclipse these crypto celebrities. Do these people not think that the feds might intervene with what they're doing? This is one reason why I never got into VC. Like... You always have the risk of Fed intervention. And that risk is too high for me, personally. I wish these guys the best of luck. But that's a trend I will not partake in. Another trend I'm starting to see unfold is crypto celebrities launching their own projects. Started with Blue Kirby launching his NFT, whatever the fuck that was, on Rarible. And then he got doxxed and that got ugly. Now you have Crypto Cobain launching Lido. What's interesting about this is the feds have intervened with ICOs. I don't know if you guys kept up with the Kin drama, but Kin got crushed <laughs> by the SEC. And the feds went after Arthur. They went after McAfee. Like, Arthur and McAfee are probably some of the biggest players in the entire market. They eclipse these crypto celebrities. Do these people not think that the feds might intervene with what they're doing. This is one reason why I never got into VC. You always have the risk 
of Fed intervention, and that risk is too high for me personally. I wish these guys the best of luck, but that's a trend I will not partake in. It is time to announce the winner of the five link, courtesy of yours truly, through random.org's third party drawing service. Drum roll, please. The winner is Echo underscore cells. Yay! Congratulations. I hope you enjoy it. Now, I mentioned something in this segment and I always deliver. I will be giving away one Litecoin as a celebration of their integration of Mimblewimble into their platform. I think that's the coolest shit. Like, it's more progress than Bitcoin has done <laughs> since they failed to fulfill their lightning meme. So once again, it's the same thing. Retweet and follow me on Twitter. That is TJEEZ3Ys, because who the fuck stole my name? And at some point, I will uh, do another drawing, pay another five bucks to do the drawing, and we will have another winner. Once again, I'd like to thank Ixian.io. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. This hasn't really been like the most professional podcast <laughs> from the start. I've uh, had to make some changes here and there, get some new gear. Um, but it's been fun, and we're going to run through this. We're going to keep this going. Thanks again. Stay safe. Love you all. And uh, fuck my coin. Bye.